Live from the booth at Pops, it's time for the Riverdale Review! Welcome back, pals, to another episode of the Riverdale Review, the Pals Network's weekly Riverdale Review show. I'm your host, Pete, here live in the booth at Pops with uh, my pal, Kale. That's me. You know, it's getting it's getting a lot harder to get people to come around to Pops. You ever, you ever wonder if it's those lodges that have something to do with it? You know, uh, something about them just doesn't smell right to me. Well, I mean, they smell great. Let's, I mean, let's, let's well, be real. Okay. Hiram, That's... Hiram has the, the most, he's like a, it's like a cinnamon sort of pine musk. Real talk, uh, not to derail us from this award-winning bit, but I have to say, um, whoever, I don't know the name of the actor who plays Hiram, but looking at him, he looks like a guy that would smell good. Yeah. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Looks like a guy, his, I'm sure his home smells of rich mahogany and fine leather goods. Uh, fun fact. That's Kelly Ripa's husband. Is it? Yeah, for real. Is he? Uh, is he another like teen heartthrob? Ah, uh, like, that I'm I, not sure of. Cause like, did, did you like that? What was it that? Uh, <laughs> what Saved by the Bell joke that? Uh, I, that I, was, made I, was, this I was hoping they would go a little uh, a little deeper. Nine hundred two one zero. Party of Five really would be good. That. Yeah. Uh, all right, but this is not the teen heartthrob pals. It's, well. well I mean, I I do that show. I mean, I guess I guess this this isn't technically not that show, but you know, whatever. I digress. It certainly is more than any other show we do. That's for sure. Um, but uh, as always, as always here on the Riverdale Review, excuse me, uh, we're gonna start our you know discussion off with some spoiler-free thoughts of the episode in case you haven't gotten a chance to check out uh, episode twelve. Usually, I write down the title of this one. What the hell is the title of this uh, one? There will be blood. There will be blood. Okay, there we go. Um, so yeah, uh, Kale, what was your spoiler-free thoughts on this one? So before we get into that, how how many episodes do you think we have left? Probably seven or eight. Uh, you know what? I will go. I will look that up. I believe we're on fifth. This is episode fifteen of season two. I think it was supposed to be like twenty-two or twenty-three. Um, I, th- I think you're right. Yeah. So I I caught up yesterday and today um and man it feels like they are jam packing stuff in these two episodes i i specifically felt that way about this one i think the last episode there was a lot that happened and i could understand if you watch them back to back maybe feeling that way yeah but i remember at the time i felt that the structure of that episode uh worked in its favor really well because there was kind of like there was like an abc plot and the a plot was like pretty much all of the main characters yeah, together large, so large. that helped. the b plot yeah that kept things a little tighter the b plot was the 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 title the uh the 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 trailer and the marketing for the the love simon movie right um so hold on real quick let me just see here season two you said that this one was what 15 should be 15 right? yeah yeah, it's 28. There will be blood. 28? We have. Uh, oh, never mind. Yes, the 28th Jeez. episode. Oh. Not of the. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, of, of Riverdale overall, yeah. not the season. Oh, right. Okay. Um, You're right that it's the 15th in the season. So we still have. um, We've got three more before. And the third one will be the musical event. And then there's three more or four more after that. So we have seven overall. Huh. Because I, because we, we have a break after the musical one. Yeah. And then we come back for the last four episodes. So we're about to go on break again after three more episodes. Yeah, man, it feels like they are just cramming everything in. I think it's interesting. I think I I I think they're gonna wrap up this chick thread really uh really soon. I think they're gonna wrap up the uh the lodge thread really soon. And then I think we're gonna I th- I bet those last four we're gonna see the the return of the the Black Hood mystery. You know, man, it's interesting because I, I, I've i been so convinced the Black Hood thing wasn't over, but the farther we get into this, like, season without, like, having any threads of it, I'm just kind of like, are we really, are we just done with this? Like, <laughs> I see, I think they got 20, they, like, they, they, they had, what do we, 23 episodes, 15 and 7, that's 22. 22 episodes, they, they had to put some filler in there, man, like. yeah. Yeah, I get it, um, and it, it, it has been good, I think, to get off that focus for a little while. Um, even though I, I, you know, I have felt like some of these storylines have been stronger than others. You know, yeah. I definitely feel like, um, you know, we talked about it last week that uh, 
the the last week's episode was kind of the first one that Marco and I had felt really stuck to landing in a while. And I think that's because of their um, kind of lack of focus, I guess, lately. Like, there is kind of, like, like, the interpersonal drama that's always been going on throughout the show has become the main focus of the show again. Yeah. And without having the murder or the murderer or something else around it, I feel like it's gotten a little... Uh, off the rails at times sure yeah and sort of uh, with the the new focus of the new like real shift of focus toward uh the lodges uh in this episode i think we i think that will prove to be a benefit yeah uh for i think they're putting in work now yeah uh i think it'll prove to be a benefit for for the show um I don't know. Yeah, these past couple episodes just, they haven't worked for me. And that's including the last two, not the ones that were before the break. Uh, today, uh, yes. So yes. meaning like today's episode and last week's episode, right. they didn't work for you right. either? Yeah. yeah I, I'm surprised to hear you say that. Because I, I, I feel like these two were really strong. Um, They were definitely stronger than the ones before, the previous ones. Um, And uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, like, so in our, we have a, 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 a a Riverdale chat between you, me, and Marco where we just, you know, we get our junk together for the show and we, you know... Add, geek out. We, yeah, <laughs> we watch it separately so we all kind of geek out about various things. But you guys spoiled it for me before I got to get to uh, the episode. Marco spoiled it for you. Mm. Uh, <laughs> and... Uh, so I don't know. I, I, I feel like I might have gone... Because I, I listened to you guys talk about it before... I actually watched it. Yeah, and I'm sure that didn't. I'm sure that ruined it. Yeah, yeah. So, like, there were things I was expecting from your discussion that didn't come up as well. Mm, okay. Um. So, uh, yeah. So I, I'm definitely, and then, and like I, you know, like I, I said earlier, the the whole Love Simon marketing ploy was just like it. It felt so shoehorned in there, but also it mm. felt weirdly organic because of where Kevin was. Right. But then also <laughs> kind of where Cheryl was, but we also like that also kind of felt like it came out of nowhere, sort of, but also not really. Eh. So I, Yeah, it's like, yeah, I bought it. I, it. It made sense within the episode, but it also, I don't know, it just didn't sit right. Every Cheryl for me is still this, like if I were in Riverdale, <laughs> uh, if I were in Riverdale, what I know about Cheryl from the show, I would 100% just stay away from her. Like, she is not the kind of person that I would want in my life at all, period. And so everything she does, even in these past two episodes where she's probably been the most sympathetic we've ever seen her, I'm uninterested. Yeah. I don't believe anything she's saying. <laughs> like, Oh, come on. Yeah, dude, I mean, especially this episode, um, uh, yeah, I feel like we're seeing, uh, I, I said it last episode, I think, I think we're gonna see a major face turn for her. Sure. You know, I, yeah. I think she's not gonna be a villain anymore, or an antagonist anymore, after this season. Yeah, um, and I, 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 I 100% buy that. Like I said, she, she is, you know, she has been the most sympathetic she's ever been, uh, but it's just like you know you're in high school and you're you're pulling all this shit and you want me to be your friend you want me to be on your side look i'm sorry like <laughs> <laughs> well who who specifically are you saying that about like or do you mean just you like as the viewer like you're not on her side or do you mean like which which character are you not um are you not buying that connection with you mean uh, Tony no, no, or... no. Uh, yeah me as the viewer okay yeah that's what i thought i just wanted to clarify um yeah and like i get that in general um, but I do have to say, like, I feel like the last episode did a really, really good job of, um, of making me feel sympathy for her, mm. you know, of, of, it, it's like, you know, it, it's like a little bit like deus ex machina of like, oh, let's give us a reason to like empathize with this character. But like, it does, you know, like mm. I definitely like hearing the story of, especially like with her mother calling her like an an emotional anorexic yeah. and everything yeah. you know i think that then playing into her having um 
a lot of very vulnerable moments where she's trying to make a connection with people mm. to have like some support and that like you said no one's interested because she is a mean cold person um but you know she does make a connection with with tony mm. and uh and is able to kind of let her guard down and be emotionally vulnerable and um and i and i bought it you know like it it, it felt authentic to me and i think because of that i am interested in seeing um another side of her you know because like that seems to be you know what she wants to do you know is to is to change and change uh people's perception of her and her family sure you know which is something we'll talk about in the spoiler uh section as well yeah um so just to wrap up the spoiler free stuff and get into the meat of it um what what were your like overall takes on this episode it was definitely a stronger contender in uh in the season they are wrap, uh, ramping things up. Um, I just, I don't know. You know, it's it's one of those things where the the weird, campy sort of um, f- uh, Fred Andrews is gonna run for mayor yeah. plot just sort of like it's one of those things that just like it. I don't know. It felt like it should have been more, but also. You know, like more through the season. Well, you don't know that it's over, and and that's it. I don't know. But you know, but you don't know. You don't know that it's over. Th- that's um, fair. Because it could. That's fair. It could. You know, like I. Well, now now we're definitely getting uh, spoiler stuff. So let's let's call it right, right. there. Yeah. So um, overall, I don't know. A yeah, strong episode, but uh, more and more, it didn't I, blow your skirt up. More and more, I think this show is becoming uninteresting to me. You know, I. I came in in season one for the murder of Jason Blossom. They sort of hooked me with the the hood, and they're pulling away from that. And they are making interesting, um, you know, commentary and like, um, um, examples of like uh, gentrification and and how shitty rich people are. But like, I'm an adult and I read the news, so I get it. <laughs> okay um yeah i mean uh i uh i i really enjoyed this episode i don't think it was quite as good as last week's um in terms of just like overall entertainment level you know like i i enjoyed this episode fine but um last episode definitely had me like excited you know like it definitely uh had a lot more moments that um got a pop from me you know where this episode did just feel more like kind of building again you know but not in such a labored kind of way as i feel like um they struggled with in the first part of the second season where i feel like there was a lot of episodes that felt like we're going a mile a minute to set up plot yeah that's just not interesting or going anywhere whereas i feel like what we're doing right now is is based on things that have been building so they feel satisfying because it's development you know like i'm i'm happy to see um the growth that we are seeing for the storylines that I'm interested in, you know, because I think they are going, they're getting to a point where they're going to come to a head very soon. And, um, and I think, you know, the, I, I agree with the point you made earlier where I feel like the resolution is going to be satisfying. I have, I have, um, faith that they're going to stick the landing where that's concerned. That being said, I do think that, um, you know, I think that when they do come back for season three, I think I would like to see, um, either a shorter episode count or um a more distinct division in the season break yeah because i feel like we had that here but it went from season two is all about the black hood that's been resolved now here's all this other stuff and that's been fine for the most part but it doesn't feel like you know not being able to have that hook of like so who do you think's the Black Hood? So who do you think's the killer? You know, like, I feel like we need that overarching A plot to really keep the show moving. I Yeah, I kind of feel like that's why I keep coming back other than doing this show is like, you know, they they left us with the hook of, uh, maybe the Black Hood's not finished. Yeah. And so, you know, I I feel like I'm sort of sticking around for that. But, man, it is taking its time. See, and it's also the thing, though, like, 
I'm glad that we didn't just get another big storyline right away because that would have been dumb too. You know, it's like we can't – it can't always be that. And that's like the thing of, of making Riverdale like have longevity. I think they have to put in the work to uh, – to build up these characters in other ways because it can't always just be a big like mystery drama, you know, because it's like how many things like that are going to happen in this town, you know, like to have the Blossom murder and then immediately afterwards have a serial killer in town. It's like and there was the pedophile in the first seat, you know, it's yeah. like there's it's a lot going on. And I feel like focusing on interpersonal drama and like small town politics and stuff like that is smart. Sure. Um, yeah. And I think it's starting to pay dividends. Yeah. You know, I think where we're at with it right now, I'm, um, you know, Mark, when I said last week, I, I think the last episode was was in the running for the best episode of the show, hmm. you know, so I think based on that and then based on this episode which i also felt was uh of, of a particularly high quality um i i think that we're getting back on the right track here you know i think that pretty much all the main characters right now have a like major interpersonal familial kind of drama or tension that's been building and um is going towards something that i think is going to make for for good storytelling so um yeah, overall on this one, uh, I, I liked it a lot. I, I don't think it's, um, you know, it wasn't an all-time great, but it, I think it's going to lead to a lot more good stuff. And I think a lot of the character work that they did this episode was strong. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's that's really what I'm excited to dig into. So, um, yeah, that's uh, that's kind of, our I guess, our spoiler three spoiler-free thoughts on uh on episode 28 there will be blood uh and i guess like the season as a whole a little bit uh catching you up since kale was gone last week um but uh yeah so now now's kind of your opportunity to bounce out if you haven't checked out the episode yet and um you don't want to have it spoiled for you uh you know remember please um i guess Now's a good time to do the plugs because I forgot to do those in the beginning. Um, but you can, uh, you know, follow the Riverdale Review anywhere that uh, podcasts are distributed pretty much. If there's a platform you want us to be on and we're not, let us know and we'll get there. Um, but if you could give us a like on your platform of choice, that would definitely help us out. Uh, jump over to Apple Podcasts where we're a five-star rated show and uh, give us a rating. That definitely helps the show get uh, recognized and gets new eyes and ears on the show. Uh, if you're a YouTube listener, um, same deal, basically like it, you know, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, uh, share it with a friend and, um, let them know that we're here and that you enjoy the show and that they might too. Uh, so if you're going to bounce out, we'll see you next week. Otherwise, let's get into the, the nitty gritty of it. Uh, so where do you want to start on this one, man? Cause I, there's a lot of threads we could pull out here. Um, all right. All right. That Clifford Blossom's twin. That's Clifford Blossom. There's no way that's a twin. Like, <laughs> so that is that's the most bullshit story I've ever heard. Man, I don't know. That's some that's like, some days of our lives, General Hospital bullshit. So that was my initial read on it. It isn't it what or it isn't it wasn't until the end of the episode where um. I can never remember Mrs. Blossom's name. Penelope. Vivian, right? Penelope. And, oh, Vivian. Penelope. Who the fuck is Vivian? <laughs> uh, Penelope. Um, when when Penelope and, and Claudius are, are talking, I was like, okay, no, I, I kind of think he is someone else now. Because they're alone and they're literally plotting murder. Why would she call him by a fake name? You know? Uh, I mean, I guess, but it's also, it's one of those things that's like, I mean, you want to keep the cover. Like. Yeah, I guess, but it's like, I don't know, like, that to me is like, I, I feel really strongly that if they're, if they're sitting there having an open conversation about, first we're gonna murder your mother, and then we'll murder my daughter so we can take all the money, like, I don't know, I don't, I don't think that would be the moment where I'm like, well, we gotta keep up the facade, you know, like, I, I don't know, I also, <laughs> I also feel like if they, if that was the conversation they were having, they wouldn't have been having it in the living room. They have a lot of hubris for sure, but I I think they would. Uh, if it was if it is Clifford, uh, like I would take it to the bedroom. Uh, that said, I don't know. You could be right. Yeah, because I mean, you you don't think that they were plotting to kill them? Because that's definitely what I think is happening. Like hundred percent. 
I don't see how you could even read it any other way. I yeah, I I I mean, I do think that that's not what okay. that's not what they said. But yeah, I think that's definitely what they're yeah, gonna try like, to do. It's like we're gonna yeah. take care of them. Yeah, and then they pan out, and Cheryl's yeah, yeah. standing there crying. Yeah. It's like, ah, like. yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I just want to be clear that that's not what they said, but that's what they said. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's all right. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> uh, not not so many words, right. but <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't know. I like if you're right. I won't be surprised. However, I I had that theory and gave up on it. Cause like when he came back, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Like what the and then and I was kinda like, I don't know about this until Yeah, it's not what I'm gonna shout from the mountaintops, but like yeah. I yeah, that's some, on the record. That's some soap <laughs> opera bullshit right there. Oh, it definitely is. Well, and I also I also think um uh Nana, the way that she interacted with him reaffirmed my belief that he's a real person. You know, that, like, he is actually the twin. Claudius, not... yeah. Yeah, right. Um, so, yeah, that's, uh, that's certainly interesting. Well, keep it on the thread of Cheryl. Um, let's, let's talk about Cheryl this episode. Um, so, like, I haven't gotten a chance to talk to you about uh, Riverdale's hottest new couple. What, what are we going to call them? Tony and Cheryl? Yeah, Terrell. You think they're you think they're gonna be a couple? Oh, de- definitely, dude. You don't think so? A hundred percent in my mind. This episode was like cemented it for me. I I I thought I thought that I wanted it. Uh because we have talked about this before. You know, yeah. while we were uh, you know, bullshitting, just putting it out there. I think Olivia talked about it. She did. Um, I think she brought it brought it up first. I, her original thing, I think she was saying that she wanted it to be her and Josie. Tony and but Tony then, and Josie. No, Josie and Cheryl. I think honestly, I think I think we've gone through all the po- possible combinations of <laughs> Probably. But I, I believe that was what she said, and then I remember when the whole Josie Cheryl, like, you know, subplot came up. Yeah. I think we were kind of like, okay, this isn't happening. Yeah. Who else is left? Tony. And we came up with Tony. I just, yeah. I don't know. I, it would be good to see Cheryl with someone who can ground her and make her happy. Uh, I don't think it will happen. And I don't, well, I, I don't think I want it to happen for poor Tony. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. <laughs> I, you know, I, uh. I like I like it, I think. You know, like I, I it's like it's it's very it's Romeo it's very Romeo and Juliet, you know? It's sure. like, oh she's the bad girl from the wrong the side wrong, of the yep. tracks and she's the upper, you know, cross stodgy rich person and you know, like it it's like, I don't know, man, Pride and Prejudice works for a reason, right? Like Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> you know, like And I'm not I'm not knocking it, I just think like I don't know. But you you don't you don't think that they're going to be a couple? Like you didn't see the cuz to me, right? Like the last episode, I I very much got okay, there's there's romantic tension here, right? Like you know, and I don't think it was an initially that way. Like Mark and I talked about it and it's like, right? I feel like she is reaching out and trying to make a connection with Cheryl like, based on, like, catching her in, in a low moment, you know? And, like, yeah. just trying to be a compassionate person, right? And then, like, I think... And I don't I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility to think that Tony was, like, interested in her, but it's like, well, you know, not gonna assume anything, right? Like, mm-hmm. but it, it isn't out of the realm of possibility to assume that she would be attracted to her, right? Like, even though she is, like, um, a kind of a nightmare, she definitely, like, you know, we've commented regularly about how she, like often steals a scene yeah right and it's like you admire people like that you know um that's normal and and i think when she like reveals uh the truth about her sexuality like i think there's kind of like a spark there and seeing them together in this episode um specifically through the context of like my father died and, you know, we're having this public will reading all these months later and, like, I need emotional support, you know? 
like, and she's the person that she chose. And it's like, I get that, like, she doesn't really have anybody else, but like, they hold hands when she's waiting to get the news. Like, I, there's a lot of coupley kind of behavior there. Yeah. And especially given the last episode and the revelation of her sexuality, her mother's reaction to, you know, Tony being there and everything. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like. I feel like that's where we're going here. I don't know. And I'd be interested to hear, uh, like, Olivia's opinion or uh, even Jeremy's opinion. Um, sure. But I, I, it feels it feels a little forced to me. Um, and I don't necessarily know how I can explain it other than, like, it, it feels like maybe Tony will – is going to end up as a substitute for Josie. And I don't know, man, like, like, where are you getting that from? Well, so her obsession with Josie was that, you know, Josie was there and would hang out and, you know, tried to reach out and be a a friend to Cheryl when really nobody else would. Tony's doing the exact same thing. Yeah. But I think, I think what happened with Josie, like, she drove her away because of the way she was behaving. Sure. You know, and like... But it didn't start out that way. No, but it's like... And like, there's no way to say this without it coming off um, some kind of way. And I think this is more a criticism of how those episodes were written. Where like, I feel like in that context, that makes sense. Right? Like yeah. Cheryl yeah. is desperate for someone... She get, she has this friend who she develops a romantic interest in, but she, you know, has repressed um, her sexuality for years because of her mother and because of the abuse uh, that she received at home. And, you know, like, obviously, that would be pretty damaging, right? Like, you're a kid and you're exploring your sexuality for the first time and you get caught and, you know, that person gets taken away from you. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, like... I understand, though, why her increasingly controlling and, like, weird behavior drove a wedge between her and Josie and why her, like, we're dealing with a different shell now is my point, right? Mm -hmm. Is like Mm -hmm. she's, like, playing, like, like, with Tony, all the cards are on the table or at least more of the cards are on the table. Sure. You know, and that's not a a chance that um, she ever gave Josie. Yeah, for sure. You know? For sure. And it's not like she went looking for Tony either. Tony sought her out. Yeah. You know, and and tried to make a connection with her. And it seems like she did. To me, anyway. Mm. I don't know. Uh, we And I, I've also talked about, and I think a couple other people have talked about on the show, Riverdale sometimes has trouble with chemistry between these teen actors. Like, a lot of times, I know I've said... Archie and Veronica don't always seem like they have a lot of chemistry. Um, mm, so I think it depends, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I haven't really seen it with Tony and Cheryl either, so. Well, we haven't seen much, you know? Yeah. Yeah, um, it's like, it's, it's very, uh, it's new. Yeah. And it's like, I don't think that they're, like, together right now. You know, like, that's the thing, is, like, I feel like they're in that stage of a relationship where, like, you know, you've met somebody new and, like, you're interested in each other. You're spending more time together. There's, like, you know, more intimacy than you would have with someone who's a platonic friend. Yeah. But not necessarily, like, she's not, like, her girlfriend. Yeah. You know? Um, Yeah. And I think that, like, makes sense. You know, like, they're not there yet. Mm. And I think we are going to see that romance develop. And uh, I'm interested to see where it goes. Mm. I mean, I'm interested to see how you feel about it when we have a few more episodes under our belt yeah. with it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. For now, I'm wary, but it could work. So, like, let's see how you feel after they've, like, had their first, like, kiss. Yeah. You know, or, like, the first, like, date or something. Is like, I think if they nail those moments, these moments will be validated. Yeah. In my mind, you know, because yeah. um, you shouldn't necessarily have chemistry with somebody right away, you know, like when it is a new thing and you're feeling it out, especially in Cheryl's position, 
you know, fair. or like, yeah, fair. You know, she hasn't dated anybody ever, like you know, since then. Yeah, since she was a child, like exploring her sexuality with a friend. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But uh, I, that's probably this, the the storyline that's been introduced in recent memory that I'm the most interested in. Um, I, I feel like it has a lot of room to to impact the show in a meaningful way. Like, changing the way that Cheryl is perceived, changing the way that she's utilized as a character, um, making Tony more relevant to the main cast, uh, possibly looping in other characters like Sweet Pea in a more relevant way. Like, I think I think that this has the potential to really, um, you know, flesh things out in, a, in a, a way that could be cool. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll see on that one. But uh, any other storylines that really stuck out to you this this episode? Because I, I kind of have one that I'm ready to jump into. Um, I do want to talk about Archie and Hiram, but they're okay. they're bits toward the end. So yeah, let's let's save that one for last. So let's yeah. talk about what was going on with with Betty. Cool. Um, because I think I think the whole uh chick storyline is definitely going to be coming to a head soon. Yeah, uh, I remember you mentioned that earlier. Um. Yeah, I gotta say, like, this storyline is is really not working for me. Um It feels like it's gone it's, too long. Yeah, like it's it's been interesting at times, but I feel like there's been so many episodes now of just being like, you know, something's up with Chick. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, I know. Like I thought he was sketchy from the beginning. Like, what the fuck is up? <laughs> you know, and like <laughs> I I want I want that to get resolved. Yeah, and like plus we had that that month long break where it was like, oh yeah, right, this chick, yeah, he's, right, he's a psycho. Yeah, let's let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, and it sucks because like again, like things about his storyline have been cool. You know, like I think the the murder was interesting, um, and I I think that will come home to uh, to roost in. in in more ways that are going to be interesting. Um, but like, like how many episodes can we have with just like weird shots of him just like looking at people with like, you know, stern. It's just like, I get it. Yeah. Like I fucking yeah. get it. I, I'm at a point now where I actually, <laughs> I actually had the thought when pa- Polly was talking to, to Betty uh, and, you know, a chick took the babies out or whatever. And then he came back and they were fine. I actually had the thought, <laughs> What if Chick is just like, what if he's no. what if he's legitimately just unfortunately creepy? Like, what if this is just his personality? <laughs> like, he's just like, no, what? What do you mean I come off that? I'm so sorry. No, I know, right? Like, I love it here. I, I did, I did, I did think it was funny. Like that was his reaction. Like she's like, what'd you do? He's like, nothing. I took them for a walk. Like, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, like when Polly's leaving and he's like. Oh yeah, no. Pass us a note. We, you know, we want to know your address. We send the kids some things. Like that's some yeah. that's something like my family would say. It's just like, oh no, you know, I I, I really yeah. like that city. It's a good city. I think you'll be really safe there. I think it's a good move. <laughs> yeah, but right. But then uh, with the that he's cutting her picture, out, cutting her out of their pictures later. So <laughs> yeah, but it, 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 did he do did he do that again this episode? Yeah, that's that's what he does after she leaves. Oh, I must have. Like, after he says that shit and she leaves or whatever, there's a scene later on where he's smiling and he's just cutting oh, her okay. out, Oh, okay, I must have missed that. It's the same picture that. that he cut Hal out okay. of. Okay, I must have missed that. And now he now he cut her out, too. Okay. Um, So it's like, I get it. Yeah. But I, I feel like we could have cut one or two of the chicks fucking creepy, yeah. you know, episodes yeah. that we've, you know. Because, like, I, I thought... Um, getting Kevin involved in the storyline, I thought was really good too. Yeah. Like I, I liked, I liked how that played off, especially like at the end where Kevin's just like, I'm really uncomfortable with this because he seems like a nice guy, and it's like he's so not. But yeah, I, I like, I liked how they used him to sow some seeds of doubt. You know, about like, yeah, like maybe, maybe he is just normal, right? And like he didn't hurt the babies. And- I kind of, I kind of, yeah, I kind of wish that had come earlier though. Like the exactly. especially the Kevin thing, I think, like, like having those little seeds would have been good. 
Yeah, like, and I don't think any part of this ep- of of this storyline overall has been dissatisfying. It's just been fucking stretched out for so long, yeah. and it's like competing with other storylines that have gone somewhere. Yeah, you know, like the Lodge storyline has been going for basically the whole half of the season. Yeah, like ever since the Black Hood was gone, it's been the whole Archie and the FBI, Archie and the crime families. Now his dad's getting involved. All you know, like. That has gone so many places, and we've seen a lot of development from where he began there to where he's at now, right? And that's, like, not true of Chick. Like, even when the murder happened and you're like, oh, we're going – no, okay. We're like, we did that, and now we're just back at the status quo. Yeah. And it's it's just like, why? You know? Like, I feel like we could have introduced him at a later point, like – I don't know. Like, it just th- this, I think, has been the the least satisfying storyline this season for me so far. Yeah. And 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 again, not even really because it's bad. It's just like it's so slow. It's just happening. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And like, and I'm not one to complain about slow. You know, it's like I like The Walking Dead. You know, <laughs> and it's like I'm I don't complain about episodes where like I, I honestly one of my biggest pet peeves is when people complain about nothing happening in an episode of television or film because they're like, oh, all they did was talk. I'm like, that's a thing that's happening. Yeah, but that it's, is, like, it's like... But, like, this is just going nowhere. Yeah, but with Riverdale, it's like, there's a lot of stuff happening around this and that is moving 100 miles an hour, even on its slow days. Yep, uh, exactly. So, and this is just standing still. Yeah. Yeah, it seems weirdly inconsistent with the rest of the the rest of the the events of the show yeah and like you know i i i suppose i just don't understand it you know i don't i don't understand how or why it's playing out this way yeah you know yeah like it it just seems like this storyline is like they had a plan for it and this kind of feels like it's stumbling a little bit right now uh, yeah, um, I don't know. I don't know that it's stumbling. I think I I do genuinely think they're playing a long game with it, and I I do I do think it will tie back into the Black Hood somehow. Um, but I just I I feel like it's it wasn't the right move necessarily. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I um uh, just yeah, just the execution leaves something to be desired here. Fa- fairly similar to you know uh, us saying that maybe next season they should take a, a shorter episode, you know, episode count. I I kind of think that's what this suffers from. Yeah, yeah, that some of these storylines are just not. They don't have enough meat on the bone to last as many episodes as they need them to. Yeah, yeah, and um. Yeah, it's just interesting because I, I, I think, you know, I was excited about the increased episode count um, for for this season. And I, I don't I don't think they've made good use of those extra episodes. Like, I really would have liked to see more filler in the way that we had, um, you know, like season one had more filler than this season. And it was shorter, you know, and like not filler in terms of like let's drag out a storyline like that episode about like the list, right? Like that has nothing to do with anything at all. It's a totally like self-contained story. That's just interesting. Yeah. You know, the the filler was executed a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and this time around, it just feels like they've substituted, um, you know, like more, obviously I don't mean monster, but monster of the week style episodes for, um episodic i guess is probably the word to use there um for more long form stuff even where maybe that's not appropriate yeah yeah and i think you know? i think the the mayoral race is uh, a really good example of that at least in terms of what we know right now and the events of the episode see and we'll I, let's just put one more pin in that because i do want to talk about the mayoral race and we can use that to talk about the archie and veronica stuff and then we'll get out of here sure. um so where do you land on what's going on with Chick right now? Like with Betty and the DNA tests and everything, like do you think he's not their not their brother? I you know, with um like surely with you know, if he was actually Alice's son, 
Like, you know, our our big theory was that he was Allison FPs. Surely, yeah. surely she would recognize that. Like, I like I feel like that would be in that document, right? Like, she would be able to I look mean, at it and go, oh, okay, well, you yeah, are my yeah. mom's. Uh, but you're not my dad's. Yeah. Well, and I'm wondering if that's the reveal. Because, like, that would make sense. Like, that would play into the theory that we have, and I, that would be something, but it's like, but I, yeah. I don't know that that would be enough for her to be like, oh, like, who are you, yeah, you know? I, like, feel, I feel like with the way it was revealed, it's like she is just blatantly putting that document in front of him and saying, you are not my brother at all. Right. Yeah, so. and that's that's kind of the read I'm getting from it, too. <clears throat> yeah, so, uh, I don't know. Um... Uh, maybe she's a fucking creep. Maybe he's just some weird guy. Who yeah, knows? Just some <laughs> some unfortunately creepy guy. Yeah, maybe maybe he just got maybe he just got like maybe he was just so nervous when they came to visit him the first time that he that he was just like, uh, yeah, that's that's me. I I'm your son. You're giving this guy a lot of rope, Kale. <laughs> maybe it was all just a misunderstanding. He's really a nice guy. Uh, an unfortunately creepy nice guy. I don't. I don't know about that one. Yeah, no. <laughs> He's a murderer. Yeah, and I think, um, especially like how sketchy he was about doing the blood test. Yeah, for in sure. The beginning, like it's like, come on. Yeah, obviously there's something going on here. Um. So yeah, I mean, I guess we'll see where that one goes next week. Yeah, I think I I think with that reveal, like it could just be it could be fucking anything, like right there's just like, yeah there's just no there's not even a way to speculate yeah yeah not really um and then i guess uh just one last thing i guess to touch on from the coopers uh before we move on i almost forgot about this one but uh yeah hal and um alex are getting divorced that was dropped in a really weird way too i don't feel like i i've been through a couple of divorces in my family and I'm. I'm. I, you could say I'm sort of an old hat. None. <laughs> none of them have ended up with me at the dinner table while my parents have that discussion. Well, <laughs> that was fucking I mean, weird. I mean, how old were you, Kale? Like, also, like uh, that's the, just like the you... last one happened when I was twenty-six. So <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. That may, that would make no sense. You're 26. You shouldn't be sitting in on your parents' Okay, divorce. how about the one when I was uh, 23? Or maybe the one when I was no. 18? Or uh, how about maybe. the one when I was 12? That one I would say yes. Nah, come on. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I would like, I don't know, like, anecdotally, that's like, that's how it was for me. Like, when my parents were, like, getting a divorce, it was like, hey, we're getting a divorce. And it's like, oh. But, okay, but, like... <laughs> They sat down and they talked to you about it, right? Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't like I'm revealing it for that's, the first time. That's I what see I'm what you're at. saying. Yeah. Well, I mean, they haven't been speaking. You know, it's but like he hasn't you, been in the house. But even still, like, why would Betty be there for that? Like, yeah. Like, I, like I feel like that is a conversation that even if they weren't speaking, Hal or Alice should have been like, listen, you go away. Like,. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I guess. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I feel I, I feel like it was just weird and having her there to sort of shoulder some blame and take his side was just like kind of unnecessary, I guess. I don't feel like she shouldered any blame. Like I I she from, like from jumps him. at the chance to Oh, oh okay, okay. I, I see what you're saying. Where yeah, where he's about, like about oh, chick. You, yeah. Yeah, you sided against me too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I just like we well, we didn't I don't feel like we as the audience needed that. Like, if you've been watching, you know she's getting more and more on his side. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think I think this was kind of like uh, us getting that catch up because it's like they're not talking. You know, it's like Hal's been gone for several episodes yeah. and just like not in the house. Yeah. So it's like, when's the last time he spoke to his daughter? You know, it's like, I don't know. Yeah. But uh, I can see what you're saying, or like it's it's a little uh, Deus Ex Machina of just like, well, just here's an easy way to yeah. here's an easy way to get all these chips on the board right now before the will reading where there's going to be drama about it. Yeah, that uh, that plot line I felt was 
fairly clever his way of pulling that out like that was all right way to go yeah i was like oh (laughs) damn i was like that's pretty ridiculous and then like the whole like alice fucking coming blowing up the spot yeah What, what, what did she yell oh i can't believe i didn't get to say it she, yeah, she you, called, well, you almost forgot. I, I expected you to to say uh, Marco wasn't here, so I could call him. Uh, uh, she called him. She called Penelope a, a half melted ten cent trollop. It's like Kale. How can you? How can you hear that line in the episode <sighs> and not walk away being like, "What an episode!" I, what I mean, an listen. Episode. <laughs> Olivia and I have maintained that Alice is one of our favorite characters. <laughs> Dude, I yeah, and it's like uh, that was like one of the best Alice moments yeah, ever. Yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> uh, just I loved it. It's oh my god, so good, so good. All right, so let's circle back and uh, we'll talk about what's going on with. Well, you know, it's it's kind of like it's a lot of people. Like it's Archie and Veronica, but it's also Archie and Hiram, and it's also Archie and Jug, and it's also Fred Andrews thrown in there somewhere. Yeah, and then Hermione swoops at the, swoops in at the end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I've already kind of voiced my issue with with all of this. Like it, the whole Fred thing kind of felt like it came out of nowhere. But they were also clearly building to something with Mayor McCoy leaving. Yeah, I mean, like I don't know. It's just funny because, like, I don't. I don't mean this to sound like critical, but I feel like you're you're saying that a lot about like, well, it came out of nowhere. I'm like, well, yeah, it was new. Like, this is a new thread, man. <laughs> you know, it's like it did kind of come out of nowhere, but it's like Mayor McCoy's gone. They need a new mayor. Hiram yeah. and Hermione have builded this relationship with Fred over the last two seasons. They've been deeper in business together. Their kids are together. Like, I think I he's a I think he's a leader in the community. I think I would have. I, I guess what I'm getting at is I feel like. Maybe there should have been a few more seeds planted that maybe it would be better if it were Fred's idea. Mm. Um, but, well, if it was Fred's idea, I think it takes a different tenor, though. You know, like, it needed to be the Lodge's idea to set all the, like, the drama in motion, you know? Right. Like, I think it would have been good if we had known that Fred had aspirations to be the mayor and I think, before this. I think that's that's a lot of the issue i had because he he tells archie oh i've been dreaming about this since i was a kid and i was like really yeah as a kid and you wanted like, to be the mayor of riverdale fred well dude, you're like, lame. i don't i don't feel like that soup like you know it's like I, I i don't know like i i guess like that makes sense enough like especially when it's like he's a construction worker and like you know he shows these plans that he drew up and it's like oh, okay maybe he had aspirations yeah. to be like a city planner and have those kinds of you know like that that seems reasonable for the line of work he actually went into. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's more like I, I see what you're saying. Where like, if we had had a thread of that at any other point, right? Like yeah. when Mayor McCoy was out of office, if he made some commentary about it, like, yeah. oh, maybe I'll fucking run or whatever. Like, yeah, literally anything outside of this episode in some aspect would have been plenty. I think. Yeah, because because I because I don't think it came out of nowhere, but I think I get why you feel like it came even out just of like a, even just like a shot of Fred as she was resigning, like a you know one of those dawning realization shots where it like goes okay, from the yeah, TV and saying. then to him you know kind of pushes to him like yeah, he's getting the idea. Like, yeah, hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I I don't I don't think that would have been unreasonable. Um, would we have caught it? I, I think, I but. Right, and that's the thing is I think I think that's like a thing that's easy to ask for in hindsight yeah. that like might not have made sense, you know, like because like I feel like if we did get that, we might have accused them of like info dumping, you know, of like what the fuck do we need to know that Fred wants to be the mayor for? You uh, know, it's like I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, but I I see what you're saying. Um, I I do think given like the the fbi plot and everything earlier in the season though i definitely think that the for me anyway as a viewer the connection between hiram hermione and fred um is enough for this to make sense for me right like they've known him since he was a teenager yeah so i don't think it's unreasonable that they would that they would know that he wanted to be the mayor when he was younger you know and like Maybe Archie doesn't. We don't as the viewer, but maybe they do. 
you know, they are old friends. Hermione was an old girlfriend. Maybe she was, maybe they were together when he, you know, made those plans or share, he shared that with her. Like, and then they were able to be like, hey, here's an in for us. Here's our guy on the inside. Here's a guy who will be softer on us because we have these business relationships and our kids are together and we're friends now, you know, and that's a large ass move. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, it's all bunk bullocks now. Well, maybe not. Because I, I personally, like, that scene with Fred at the end of the episode, I I think you can read that two ways. One of them is the obvious read that, oh, I got these buttons and I'm not running. Uh, it's a little late. These are my dreams. Yeah. yeah. Or he's going to run. And, and, and I think that's what's going to happen. I do, I... I do like that idea. I think that is actually clever. I think I think that's going to be the main storyline going into season three. Personally, I think I think that's going to be where we go from here. And and maybe not like the maybe not the race necessarily, but Fred as but the mayor. That, yeah. Well, and the race, the fallout from the race, Fred because like all that stuff, um, because that's going to lead to. I, I think that's going to lead to Archie and Veronica breaking up. You know, mm-hmm. um, this episode was pitting them against each other. And, you know, Archie is sees what Veronica is doing and how she's like working on her parents behalf to push him to push yeah. his dad. Yeah. And that like they're, you know, like she says it herself, like he's become a pawn on our chessboard and it's hurting our relationship. You know, that's that's what Veronica says about yeah. it. And like, that's true. And I think. I think we're going to see – I think it's possible that we're going to see Veronica be at odds with most of the group uh, as we see Cheryl become the opposite. I don't think Veronica is going to become evil, but like her relationship with every other character right now is fucked up. Yeah. You know, her father bought the register. Yeah. Her father bought the trailer park. And Jughead obviously has a fucking axe to grind with him. He's been working on this story. He's finally putting all these pieces together. And, um, you know, now they, like, granted, they can't really use the information that, that he bought Pops, but they know that now. Like, they're, those characters are already, have reason to have friction with Veronica. You know, we saw that friction starting with Archie. I feel like Hermione versus Fred, that's where that logically ends up. Yeah, yeah that, you that know? does make sense. Yeah. That being said, though, uh, Archie just, you know... Sign this fucking blood contract with Hire, whatever the fuck that is about. Okay, yeah. So that's that's what. So I where wanna, the fuck's that going? That's go? what I want to talk about. Uh, because he comes at Hiram with his journal of, you know, information from the FBI, and then for the FBI, right? Uh, and then he, you know, Hiram tells Fred and Archie, uh about everything and all of their plans yeah like and then right as it's about to fucking come out yeah and then archie's just like no hang on i just like that that didn't make a ton of sense to me why so okay i feel there are a couple a couple of thoughts here initially like on on its face it felt just like an immediate face turn I don't feel like Archie would be okay with a for-profit prison, especially if he sees his dad completely disapproving of it. Like, we're supposed to believe that his dad is, like, the moral compass. Yes. And he he's watching his dad be outraged about this. Mm-hmm. But he's not going to go with that? So, I think there are a lot of answers to that. So... Um, let me let me get through my okay. other point. So that's that's kind of oh, point okay, one. Sorry. Point two kind of takes me back to I don't know the last cliffhanger we had before the break, where Archie is taken to the forest by Andre to meet Hermione. Yes. My se- so my second thought is sort of a point I brought up there when we when we had that discussion maybe archie's loyalty is to hermione and hiram doesn't quite know so he's making that face turn kind of to act as hermione's agent here in Um, some way like i I, obviously i don't know how 
that would work, but I don't I don't know about that cuz I don't I don't really feel like there's a division between Hermione and um and Hiram. Like I don't think that they're 100% on the same page, but I don't think that either is actively working against the other. Um I think it's just they have I ha- I I think like the way we've seen their dynamic play out is like Hermione does a lot behind his back, but it seems like very um I can't remember the name of the wife on the Sopranos, but it it seems like very like typical mobster wife and like the way that she gives uh Veronica that speech this episode mm-hmm. kind of reaffirmed that for me uh, that you know always waiting in the shadows kind of thing. Um I don't think so. And I don't think well, they're on. okay. You got to make your point. Let me counter. Um, I, I, I think there's something to that, right? Like, I, I, I buy that that's where her character is at. I don't necessarily like. I am not surprised when she's revealed to be behind more things, or I wouldn't say I would be, but I, I don't think that we're going to get the reveal that she's like going over his higher over Hiram's head to like fuck him over, and that Archie's in on that somehow. Like, I don't know about that. I think in terms of to answer your original question, I think there are a lot of explanations that could explain why Archie reacted the way he did. Um, I think him not specifically walking out with his father doesn't surprise me at all. Um, I think knowing Archie and knowing the way that he has handled these kinds of situations throughout every single season of the show, um, he is a man of action. You know, he he like wants to have all the information and like be able to make decisions, not have things happen to him. And I think especially since the Black Hood, like that's been a consistent thing for him of like trying to take control of a situation and him leaving with his father in that moment doesn't help him control the situation. And I, I, I don't think that him signing that blood pact with Hiram is him choosing Hiram over his father I don't think that's him saying that that's where his loyalties lie. Like, we've seen Archie flip-flop on shit like that before, right? We watched him for an entire season prove his loyalty to Hiram, be willing to lie to the FBI, all that stuff. But he also went and fed information to Jug this episode, you know, that Veronica had to lie on his behalf uh, to cover up. And I think the idea of him doing this and having some ulterior motive that is in support of his father or is in support of protecting his father or, or whatever. I think any of that is on the table. Um, and I think until we see the fallout of, uh, of, of that conversation in the next episode or so, um, it's hard for me to say how I feel about that scene. Cause I see that reading that you have, but I'm not sure that that's what it is. I think it could really be either or it could be, He's siding with Hiram and we're going to find out why and and I don't buy it. Um, or it could be Archie having an angle. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I mean that makes sense as much as anything. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so any closing thoughts on this one? I don't know. We'll see. You know, this... Um... We've got seven episodes. Lots to chew on this episode. Yeah, Lots to chew on. seven episodes <laughs> left um, in the season. Uh, we're about to head three before the break. Yeah, about to head into another break. Um, yeah, we'll see. I guess. Yeah, I, uh, I'm interested to see where we la- like where we leave things for the season break. Um, because I think the way they've been breaking up the season has been pretty screwy. I have to say. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And not always, not, not generally to the show's benefit, the way they've chosen to break it up. So I hope that, um, you know, in the general spirit of, of uh, optimism that, the, that this chunk has given me so far, I hope that we stick the landing here and uh, maybe tie up some of these threads as we move into some of this new stuff. This musical episode is going to be bananas. I am so fucking excited for that episode. And I I have a I I wholly believe I will not like it. Yeah. Yeah, I think you especially are going to hate it. I hate I hate the music on this show 9 times out of 10. Yeah. So I I really think I'm going to hate it. But that's the beauty of Riverdale for me is that like 
when it's good, I love it. And when I hate, when it's bad, I love to hate it. Here's here's what I'm excited about. I'm excited for you to come down to my level. Man, I think on that episode, you're going to get it. Like, you're going to get me <laughs> gonna being be my most... My most negative and shitty, and we'll have we'll have Olivia on. Um, she's gonna be on for that episode, is barring any you know technical issues. But uh, she'll be here to be uh, ideally just uh, you know bring an air of positivity back to the conversation. Oh no, I think she's gonna hate it too. She's gonna she, we'll see. She's gonna like it for how campy and trashy it is. But I think in well, terms yeah. of content, I don't know. She's gonna like it. <laughs> Oh, no, but that's the thing is, like, you have to enjoy how campy and trashy Riverdale is, like, otherwise, like, and that's part of the, that's part of the ride, man, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and if, if that's, if that doesn't, if you can't get into that, like, you're just, the show's not going to speak to yeah, you, Yeah, for sure, you know? for sure. Uh, yeah, so, all right, I think that's going to wrap it up for the conversation here on this episode of the Riverdale Review. If you want to write in and let us know what you're thinking about this or any other episode of Riverdale, uh, you can hit us up at thecomicspals at gmail.com or uh, follow us on social media at thecomicspals, wherever your social media is sold. And uh, let us know what you're thinking. What do you think's going on with any of these developing storylines? Uh, do you think there's trouble ahead for uh, Varchi? What do you think, you know, Archie's angle is here with Hiram? What do you think is going on with Chick? Uh, write in and let us know. And, um... We'll be back next week, uh, as always, again, with uh, the full crew to discuss Riverdale and uh, all the things we love about it. So, uh, hey, hey, Pops, be real here for a second. Did you sell the diner to Hiram Lodge? I mean, listen, we, uh, I know, I know we like to do a show here at the, here, here at the shop. Listen, off the record, Pops, we, like, come on. 